you're listening to episode 48 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and on today's episode, we have an incredible episode lined up for you. We have Michelle Cuppy on, and today's episode is all about how you can dive into being in alignment with your true purpose, self-care for the creative, and ultimately manifesting what you want to do in your dream life. Michelle Cuppy is a fashion and advertising photographer based in Los Angeles, California and Grand Rapids, Michigan. And while she started in the world of high school senior photography, she has now been propelled into the world of fashion photography after she strived to create a fashion-like experience for her senior clients, unlike any other photographers in her area. She's now calls LA her home as well as Grand Rapids, Michigan. So she's kind of got the best of both worlds, you know, the Midwest and the West Coast. And she has six kids, three cats and a dog. And she's convinced that her husband is the funniest man on the planet. I am so thrilled to break into this episode. While we usually focus a little bit more on photography at the Real Talk podcast, this episode is a little bit more deep. It's a little bit more about how can you discover your inner purpose. I think it's something really important. Lots of really good takeaways. So while it's not, you know, how to book more clients, ultimately, if you're not doing this, then you're not really doing what you need to in business. So stay tuned. You're seriously not going to want to miss this episode. And we'll cue the interview with Michelle Cuppy. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Sean? Good. First off, welcome to the Senior Style Guide Real Talk Photography Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're super excited to have you on. So we met in the senior world and even just in our pre-convo, our pre-recording conversation, I should say, there's some big changes for you. So Tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of uh, the the life changes that you're that you're going into right now. All right. Well, I'll try to start sort of at the beginning. Um, I actually started with photography at a pretty young age. Um, my grandmother was a photographer, so I, I became interested early on in life. Um, And then as I got older, I dabbled a little bit with, you know, like in my teens, I was doing like some self portraiture. I was very interested in film and, you know, you know, working in the dark room and stuff like that. Um, Then later on, you know, got married, had a family and just spent a lot of time, you know, taking photos of my kids. Um, That was a real source of creativity for me for a really long time. Then as I got older and I started meeting other parents and people started seeing, you know, the pictures I took, I found that more and more people were asking me to take pictures of their kids. So that evolved into working as a family photographer. Uh, And that was, um, gosh, I can't even remember the year that I started that. But at any rate, I started taking photos of my friends' kids, and then that expanded to their friends' kids. And then I actually traveled to New York City to take photos of my 
best friend from college who lived in New York City. And once those photos went out in their Christmas cards or whatever, their holiday cards, then I started getting a lot of requests for more family photos happening in New York. I didn't live in New York at the time. So I thought it would be fun though. And so I set up a couple of dates and ended up being like a family photographer in a town that I didn't live in. So I was, I even had like my own website that was just for New York and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. So that went on for a few years And as I was going through, you know, taking pictures of families, I found that I was more and more drawn to the teens and the girls, especially like I was very interested in fashion. I always have been, Um, but I was just interested in like working with them individually. And then I just kind of came across senior photography as a genre. I didn't even really know before that, that you could specialize in senior photography. And at the time I just thought, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what I want to do. You know, I want to work just with senior girls and create like this really incredible fashion experience. And at the time I found, um, Amanda Holloway and I was hooked. I was just so impressed with what she was doing and how she was making, um, a business work just for senior photographers or for senior photography. And then she had a, a course on that, which I took. And then I just hit the ground running. I transitioned out of working as a family photographer pretty much altogether and threw myself into senior photography. I did my first senior in 2017. Um, and then in 2018, I had my first model team for the 2019 seniors and um, have continued with that. And now I'm having yet another transition. Um, After working with seniors for a few years, I just, well, part of the thing is that in my climate, the, the time that I can actually work with seniors outdoors is quite short. So I needed to find something else that worked for me during the other time of the year, you know, through November to April, essentially. And so I reached out to a local modeling agency and, you know, just decided I want to just try to work with some of the models and basically keep my practice up, you know, during the middle of the year. And over the years, I found that that just became more and more and more of what I wanted to do. Um, I became more fascinated with fashion and the fashion industry and doing editorials. I started um, submitting my work to magazines. And at any rate, to make a long story short, as I've been talking for five minutes already, I am now transitioning out of working with seniors and really delving into even more fashion work. So um, that's where I'm at right now. It's, uh, it's a big change and, um, but I'm excited for it. Which is awesome. Cause that is, you're right. It is a huge change. So now you've gone from family photographer to senior photographer to now fashion and advertising, which is a completely different beast as I'm sure that you're finding. And, <laughs> and that's awesome that you're making that transition. What, I guess, what was that moment when you finally just said, you know, 
senior photography is not necessarily the name of the game for me. Um, I think it was a combination of moments. Um, I don't, I, I can't say that there was one particular, you know, time that I was, it, it really was uh, a process of saying, you know, I probably don't want to do as many seniors or I'm going to cut down. And then I cut down and I did less and less. And then um, I, I did quite a bit of traveling in the, and just recently in the spring and the early summer. And I've been to Los Angeles, I don't even know, maybe three or four times in the last couple of months. And I just realized with the schedule, with traveling and the amount of work that it takes to make this other venture work, I don't think I would be able to devote the amount of time that I would need to devote to create the experience that people who have come to me would be used to experiencing, if that makes sense. Um, so instead of just doing one, you know, two things like half-heartedly, um, I've decided to move forward with the thing that I want to do next and put all of my effort into that. And that doesn't mean that I have completely cut seniors out. It's just that I'm not advertising them anymore. And just doing that alone has, you know, obviously, I mean, just it, it shows how well marketing works because by now I would have hundreds of emails and things coming through with people um, expressing interest in, in having their senior photos done. And I definitely don't have that this year. So when it takes a little bit of self-reflection to get to that point where you say, hey, this isn't what I am called to do anymore. And it kind of dives into a little bit of um, almost a topic of what you wanted to talk about, which is self-care for the creative person, because part of that self-care is acknowledging that sometimes you're not meant to do whatever it is that you're doing, whether that be a day job that you're in, whether that be photographer who's a family photographer and they, you know, they're not loving families anymore and they want to move into seniors or they want to move into weddings or whatever it may be. Talk a little bit about how that ties into self-care, just you being in alignment with ultimately what you want to do. I love that question. And that is such a huge part of this process and um, something that I have really embraced in my life is the self-care portion of that, that I think without it, I think you can easily just kind of get on, get in the rat race of just, you know, go, 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 and not really ever reflecting as to if what you're doing is even what you should still be doing. Um, so for me, you know, really spending time asking myself, what is it do I want out of life? And I don't just mean like, oh, I want this amount of money. I mean, like, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my creativity to look like? How do I want to express my creativity? In what capacity? Um, and really giving time to reflect on what that looks like it's, it's really important for you to be able to do that in order to figure out what is the next step. I mean, there were years that went by that senior photography was totally where it was at for me. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, but then I started kind of getting that feeling like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, my heart isn't in it the same way it used to be. And, um, I need to look at that because, 
not only is that, you know, important for me, it's also important for the people that I work with, the teens that are coming through my door, expecting to have a certain kind of experience. And if I'm not completely 100% into it, they're not going to have the experience that they deserve. Um, so that's also something that's really important to consider. As, totally. far, as far as the time to reflect on it, I've kind of just had to force myself because I'm definitely a go, go, go kind of person. I've kind of just had to force myself that every single day before I start my day, unless it's an emergency, I have to spend 15 minutes meditating and thinking about what is important today? What is it that I really want to get accomplished? And also time to just like clear my mind and not think about anything because stuff comes to you then too that you might not have thought about. Have you always meditated? No, I haven't. What prompted you to start? Um, I would say that it's been a journey to get here, <laughs> a very long journey. Um, but I think if I were to say the one thing that really prompted me was when I really started looking into manifesting um, the life that I wanted to live. And in manifesting, you know, it really does require you to kind of take time to slow down, to think about what it is that you really want, and to envision what it is that you want. And so it really just kind of started out with me taking time to um, visualize in my mind. And I mean, being very specific about, you know, what kind of house I want to live in, what I want to look at when I walk out my back door, um, you know, where I work, um, what kinds of um, experiences I want to have. And so in spending that time reflecting and visualizing what it is that I really wanted out of my life going forward, it, it eventually just kind of made me realize that I need to be doing this every day because when I did it, I, I always felt better. I always felt more grounded. I always felt centered and like I knew my purpose, at least for that day, a little bit more because I knew where I was going. Like, if you don't have a target, like you don't know what you're aiming at, right? Yeah. So um, that's kind of how that evolved into having a daily meditative practice. That's so, and that's something to me. It's just some some people are really good at it. I myself am really bad at it and something that I know that I can I can work on and, and practice. But I guess what what have you found has been the difference when you're able to have that clarity in the direction, maybe just in like a day to day example of how you're maybe seeing things differently or how you're approaching situations differently? Oh, OK. So <clears throat> excuse me. Um I guess I'll back up a little bit and say that it was also really hard for me to get started with this. And this is not something that comes naturally to me at all. I'm definitely a person that gets out of bed in the morning, hits the ground running, and I don't want to stop for anything. I'm just, you know, I've got, I guess that's just like my nervous energy. You know, I'm just like, I need to get this done. I need to get that done. Um, but I found that, you know, forcing myself to, to stop and to do that in the morning, um, 
honestly was very difficult at first. And so to start off with, I had to, I had to set a timer on my phone and just say to myself, I can do anything for 15 minutes. Um, even though it's really hard, it's only 15 minutes. And so I started there. Um, and then it was about, I'm going to say like a month of doing that. And then I started noticing little changes and they were very subtle at first. And and it was, it was kind of going on for a while like this before I even realized that it was, I connected it to the meditate, the meditation I was doing. Um, but throughout the day, I started noticing that like when I had a question about what was I going to do next, or, you know, something was stressing me out, or, um, I just didn't know what to do about whatever. I found myself stopping and like centering and just like looking within and taking a moment to reflect as opposed to reacting. Um, I love that reflecting versus reacting. Yeah. So it has like permeated so many areas of my life. And here's, here's a concrete example. So I had a different, I had a difficult model for the first time ever. Um, that was from my 2021 team. Now that team is over. Um, and COVID happened, which was terrible. And so there were some things that didn't happen because of COVID, but I had to, I made up for the, in other ways on that model team. And we actually did a lot more than I have done in years past with the girls. We just did it differently. Um, and kind of throughout the whole experience, you know, she was complaining that we didn't have enough shoots. We didn't have enough dates. You know, there was always something. And the last thing that happened was that she wanted yet another session. And I looked back over the last year and I realized I had shot with her on 13 different occasions, which is Mm -hmm. massive, um, compared to what I normally do. And I just said to her, I was just like, you know, the model team is over and, um, you know, there's no more, you know, I can give you. And, and then I got this very angry letter from her mom. And so long story short, in the past, I think I might've just like reacted right away and just blasted out this email and been like, look, you know, I've, I've worked with your daughter this many times. She's already gotten blah, blah, blah. And then I might've been like, I might've had an angry tone just because, you know, it's, it's, it hurts to hear someone say that you haven't given them enough when you know you have. Um, but instead I just like, I took time, you know, I took time to really think about it and think about like what I had done for her daughter and, I spent the weekend, you know, kind of like revising the letter I was going to send out. And on Sunday, I had it done, but I still didn't send it. Instead, I scheduled it for the following day, just in case I thought of anything else that I wanted to say, or if I wanted to change anything, that I would still have that opportunity. Like, this is so new for me, Sean, like to do something like this. (laughs) Yeah. It's so different. Um, especially for something where she's clearly in the wrong, you know, I mean, I was in the right, I had the right to say that, but I wanted to just give it the time that it needed to just permeate and sit and all that. So it went out Monday at 1130 AM and I haven't heard from them. You know, like Mm -hmm. this is clearly a person that's reactive, but because I think I gave it the space and the time that it needed to just sit 
and, and really come up with a coherent thought that I wanted to say to her, I think it really just helped diffuse the whole situation. So I think that that's a result of the meditation and not, you know, jumping to the next thing so quickly, you know, like getting used to the idea of just like letting something sit, even though it might feel uncomfortable, just to like sit with it, if that totally. makes sense. It, it absolutely does. And I think that also, you know, that ties back into the self-care of you as a creative <laughs> as well, where you're not necessarily you don't need to always be on constantly in that capacity. And sometimes it's okay to just sit back because it you're right. It hurts when all of a sudden we have a client and they say, Hey, you know, why didn't you give us more? And you know that you've already given them above and beyond, you know, what you may have promised or what was expected of you to deliver and putting yourself in a position where you're reactionary all the time almost prohibits you from being creative because you're always constantly kind of in a different state of mind where rather than you being in one that's very quote unquote grounded, like you said, now you're in one that's um, you're, you're more elevated. You're in a more excited state. And that ultimately doesn't allow you to get back to your creative roots as well. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe you have a different take on that. That's just kind of what I've experienced. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think that um, that's a whole nother aspect of this. So it's, it's not just about like, what, what's the next step for me? Or how do I react to difficult clients? If you don't take time to really just like, reflect on, you know, what's going on inside of you. Um it is very difficult to be creative. Creativity, true creativity comes from <clears throat> within. And if you're not able to access that, if if you're constantly on the go and, and thinking about like, oh, I've just got to pay this bill. I've got to send this email. Like when is the time for you to be creative? That's why I think so many people went through a big change during the pandemic, because for the first time they had time to actually not, you know, or they had time to sit, sit down and, and take a breath. And they were kind of just like forced not to work. So mm -hmm. you had to um, spend time reflecting. And totally. I, I know that the pandemic had a huge impact on me and ultimately led me to where I am right now with making this change in my life. Walk us through that a little bit. Um, so I, I have a studio as well that I rent out to other, um, photographers and it's, it's got a ton of overhead. It's on a really busy street in downtown and having that overhead really was scary during the pandemic. And it really kind of forced me to figure out what am I going to do if this all just kind of falls apart. And um, so it wasn't just about my seniors and it wasn't just about my photography. It was also about, you know, this building and all the equipment in it and the landlords that were going to give me, you know, six weeks, but that was it. And um, it was, 
it just really forced me to evaluate not only where I was going in my career, but where I was going in life. And I don't know if it's just my age or the fact that like my kids are getting older. I also had like this secondary realization that, you know, my time on this earth, I mean, like we're getting like really like deep, but it's limited, right? What am I doing if all I'm doing is just trying to make this person happy and make that person happy? And, you know, I have to, I have to be really intentional about what it is that I actually want to do on this planet before I leave someday. And I think just that fear of like the unknown with like this illness and, you know, are we going to get sick? Are we going to die? I mean, that's a whole nother thing that I think came about because of the pandemic. So um, I don't know how many people went through that, like kind of that, like, you know, evaluation of your whole life. Um, but that hit home pretty hard for me, just realizing that I, I do only get like one shot at this. And so I have to do things that are going to lead me to my dream life, even if they seem really scary. Like I can tell you going to LA, I mean, even though my, my sister does live there, she's since moved so now I'm going by myself. Yeah. So now you're like, there's not a whole lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So she, oh yeah, that's a whole nother story. Um, so going out to LA just like was super, super scary for me. I didn't really have any connections. I was reaching out to agencies and just kind of cold calling people. And, you know, after a few trips, things started to feel a little bit more comfortable, but I mean, there were so many times that I was there and I was just like, what on earth am I doing here? Like, this is crazy. Um, and then I just keep reminding myself, like, what is that saying? I don't know. There's some saying about, you know, about fear and all there's probably a thousand things about that. Oh yeah. I mean, everything, everything we face in business is, is fear-based almost. Yeah. And, and taking that leap, even though like you're terrified. Yeah. Um, like if you're not in that place, then you're not growing. Right. And I'm not saying you got to be afraid every single day. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I see that, like do one thing every day that you're terrified of and, you know, yes, to a certain extent, but, um, but yeah, those big trips and, and doing something totally different. I, I guess I'm just kind of at a place where I feel like it'll work or it won't for sure you know, one or the other. Um, but it's not really about whether or not I become a huge success or not. It's really about the process and about me following the path that I feel like is right for me right now. And kind of just letting a go of like whatever the outcome is going to be is really terrifying. But again, it's, this is your one chance to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, going off of what you just said, it's not even so much of the, you, I think I forget exactly how you said it, but you said, you know, it's not necessarily about being successful, but right. one of the things that I think a lot of photographers need to do is reframe the definition of success. 
because success can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And no one's person version, no one person's version of success is the same as another's. And I think that one of the things that, you know, rather than saying, I'm not going to be, you know, it's not necessarily about being successful. You are successful in doing your own thing. At the end of the day, you are going on to do ultimately what you feel called to do. And the fact that you're doing that it by definition is successful because you're, you're fulfilling your calling. I love that. And I feel exactly the same way. That's exactly how I look at it. Um, there, there really is no one, you know, final destination for any of us, I think, you know, who are reaching towards goals, because as soon as you get there, as soon as you reach one goal, you're looking at something else. I mean, if I do accomplish what I'm setting out to do now, and I get there, I'm sure I'll look over there and be like, well, now I'm going to try that. So um, I think looking at something as, you know, I need to accomplish this goal in order to be successful. Um, I don't really think that that's the definition of success for me anymore. Um, my goal of becoming a senior photographer, I did that. And I started a model team and I had a lot of people that I've worked with over the years. And it was really, really fulfilling for a really long time. And that's a success. Um, but just because now, you know, I'm looking at something else doesn't mean that that wasn't really important part of my journey. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's all, it's our lives are really just, a. it's just pieces of it's, it's not all one continuous journey. There are chapters and, you know, this is a, a new chapter in yours right now, which is going on this journey, going to a new city, launching something completely new that you're like, you know, you're still learning about because it's, it's not something you've spent decades doing or anything like that. Like you're figuring out all the ropes and that's a new chapter for you. But that's, that's the fun part of it though. And I love, you know, for me, I think on my particular journey, I, I've always been one that really loves challenges. So it's not surprising to me that once I kind of conquered one thing or I felt like I conquered it enough, um, I wanted a different challenge. So, you know, other people might have other things that, you know, kind of excite them and challenges are what excite me. So I love, you know, delving into a new area of photography and learning everything I can about it and learning the ropes and how does it work and, um, even though it's like the longest shot, you know, ever to like, at this point in my career, like make that switch, that, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't, you know, I mean, it might scare me a little bit, but I know that I'm doing what I love, which is, you know, taking photos of people and, and doing it in a way that is really exciting to me and learning tons of new stuff along the way. I was always that person that was like, I just want to be in school forever. Like I loved school. I loved learning new languages and, you know, going to chemistry class, even though I knew I wasn't going to ever get amazing at chemistry just (laughs) because I wanted to like, I mean, I was not going to be a chemist. Um, but I just wanted the challenge to see like, could I do it? 
And that's just, that's how I've always been. Yeah. Well, I love that. You mentioned manifesting a little bit earlier. What role do you think that's played in getting you to where you are right now? Oh, it's huge. I I don't know how I could be here without, you know, manifesting in my life. And, um, you know, I mean, you can talk about it as manifesting or prayer or whatever you, you know, word you want to use, but um, recognizing that I am a very small creature in this giant universe and, you know, that there is a higher power, you know, that's, um, that I can tap into and reach out to and, um, share my hopes and my dreams with. And, um, that's been huge. And if I look back on my life, I can see all the things that I have manifested. Um, it's, in the moment, like, I don't know that I necessarily realized it, but it's always that, you know, like hindsight's twenty twenty thing. And you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, like I totally remember like visualizing that. And then that happened. And then you realize all of a sudden, like you've manifested your whole life that you're in right now. Um, and I think that as you go through that process and as you get older and you can look back and you can see where you've maybe manifested negative things in your life as well. Um, You can see how it has shaped your life and shaped your circumstances. I mean, um, things happen that you don't have any control over, but, but there's a lot that, that you can do to, to change your circumstances and to um, change your life. At least I feel that way. No, totally. And well, there's a principle kind of going alongside this of be do have, which is you can't, you know, it's, it's kind of this concept of people operate in the, the have do be where they say, well, once I get this, then I'll be able to be that person. Mm -hmm. And that principle is really founded in the roots of we are not able to have that until you are that person and your, your outcomes map your thoughts and it kind of falls in line with that manifestation thing too, where rather than saying, Hey, you know, like when I book that next client, then I'm going to get to this next step. It's really, how can you put yourself in the position of being the person that you'll be when you have that basically envisioning that you already have that and have already accomplished that. And that, and then the person that you are when you go on to accomplish that is ultimately what's going to drive those results for you because you're acting kind of in alignment with where you want to be as an, as a person, you know, once you have everything. Um, and that's kind of, it sounds almost like what you're doing where it's, you know, you're envisioning that you're manifesting it. Yeah. And I think it does go down. It It's yes. And what you said, I totally agree with. I think it's just, you know, and I think that you're right. A lot of people have it backwards. Like, oh, if I just can get this, then I'll have that. Um, that has not ever really worked for me in, in that way. So nor does only, it work for most people. Yeah. <laughs> it, and, and I don't know where we get that idea that that's how it works. I don't know if it's, you know, just, we learn it through upbringing or, or what, but it's, it's really backwards. And 
so I'm so glad to hear you saying those same things, you know, that um, I think as we, as we go through this process and we learn, you know, what is it that really is going to bring me joy? Um, it's not, you know, endlessly striving for some goal only to get there and realize that that goal in and of itself didn't make me happy. It's, it's, it's much different. It's much more different. I don't know how to say yeah. that. No, Very that makes complete sense. That. Yeah. If you, um, as we kind of, well, as we kind of wrap up, what is one thing that you wish that you could tell every photographer in the world? Oh gosh. Um, I would say, um, it's not about the money. (laughs) I know that's so like cliche thing to say. Um, it is and it isn't. Yes, we have to make a living and there are extremely important things to consider when it comes to how to make a living. And I guess what I want to say is that there's a lot of different ways that you can make money in photography. So don't necessarily go after the thing that you think will just bring you in a lot of money. And I think this could be true for any profession. Like don't go into wedding photography just because you heard uh, wedding photographers make, you know, X amount of dollars a year. Um, just like I wouldn't go into engineering just because I heard engineering, you know, people who are engineers make $200,000 a year. You have to really love it because if you don't, you're going to burn out. You're going to have, you know, sadness and negativity in your life. And you're not going to bring what it is that is special about you to your clients. And so I guess that's what I would say. I love it. Where can people connect with you? Where can they find out more about you? Um, You can find me on Instagram, Michelle Cuppy, that's C-U-P-P-Y photo dot, or on Instagram, sorry, Michelle Cuppy photo. And then my website is just michellecuppy.com. I love it. Any last things that you want to leave us with words of inspiration or anything like that, Michelle? It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. This is definitely a different tone than than some of the real talks, but I, I kind of love it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, well, thanks, Sean. And thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, no, I just say, you know, if anybody's listening and they resonate with what I say, um, feel free to reach out. I love to talk about this. Cool. Michelle, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, Sean. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. 
Thank you guys for joining us. And we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.